Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome, baseball family, to another exciting and invigorating Baseball Together Thursday Night Live. I am Brad, and I'm here with my Seattle Baseball Together mug filled with my favorite beverage. And Brig, as you would expect, is on my left. Welcome, Brig. How are you this fine evening? Well, now that I have a fresca in my official Baseball Together mug, I am going to be very well indeed, sir. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. Actually doing well. Better be. Yeah. Yeah. Or happy, else. happy to be here. So let's just get right into it, Brig. Okay. Um, first things Love first, it. this actually happened. Like we got news of this on Tuesday night while Jewel and I were, re- were recording the Seattle Baseball Taylor podcast. This is in the middle of saying something. He goes, Whoa, Vince Scully just died. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. So for those of you who might not have heard or have been living under a rock, uh, Vince Scully, the legendary LA Dodgers broadcaster. Um, originally Brooklyn Dodgers broadcaster, Correct. passed away on Tuesday. Um, that's a big deal. I mean, yeah. he was up like he was up there. He was, I think he, I saw that he was ninety six years old. Yep, right. But he was a fixture in Major League Baseball. Out of all the games that he broadcast over the radio for the Dodgers, he did four percent of all Major League Baseball games that have ever been played. This is before ever. TV was invented before games were on radio. All of them, not just Dodgers games, all Major League Baseball in all of the history of time on earth. It's a lot of baseball games. Yeah. I think it's said that his mentor, the guy that trained him and kind of brought him up in this in the game, was the original broadcaster. Wow. Something like that. Like yeah. I, I have, I didn't verify that. Obviously, baseball family, <laughs> don't at me, okay? But that's what I'm. I, I if I remember right, like he's his one of like his mentor is one of the OG, if not the original broadcaster, something like that. That the timing is about right, honestly. Yeah, I, yeah. I would believe that. That's really cool. That's awesome. But so one of the ways we wanted to remember and honor Vin Scully. Uh, tonight on this live broadcast we want to talk about our favorite vin scully moments brig do you have a specific moment uh that was called by vin scully that is your favorite ever i have two okay can i go with two go with two awesome 
So my first one is it took place, I if I'm not mistaken, it was 2014, September it, I 8th or 9th. Don't don't get on me about this. It was either the 8th or the 9th. San Diego is playing LA. It's the top of the sixth inning. LA has a comfortable eight to one lead. Clayton Kershaw's on the hill. I just I think this is when Don Mattingly was the manager in LA. And uh, Yasiel Puig comes in on a fly ball to right field and he hustles in and he throws it and it goes over the head of the first baseman. So the runner, instead of, you know, obviously he wasn't called out at first base, he goes on a second base. And then, but there was a runner on first and second to begin with anyway. So then those runners continue on and error after error after error. I think there were three total errors. And Vin obviously calls the entire situation. He tells the audience what's happening, but he does it with this, like, are you kidding me? And <laughs> at the end, he just says, well, that's just embarrassing. And th- at that same moment, the television cuts to Donnie baseball. And he's just like, man, <laughs> Kershaw went to make a play at the plate. And, uh, and then just decided he was going to back out of the way and let the guy score. Like, and made a business ball. decision. Yeah, boy, boy came in with his cleats up, and he's just like, "All right." <laughs> the whole thing was was nuts. I think they scored two runs on that three error situation, but yeah. Vin's reaction to it was marvelous. So that's that's my first one. I watched that yesterday on Twitter, and it's so funny because he's like, "And the ball goes over the head of whoever's the first base, and he'll yeah. throw it out to second into center field." And he's just yeah. like, <laughs> just so matter of factly going through this yeah. whole thing. And as it's going, he's like, "Oh my goodness." <laughs> well this is terrible (laughs) but i just thought his cool calm inviting sort of you know timbre this is nice yeah so do you want to go or do you want me to do my second one you can and you can finish this off all right with this one so this i think i've talked about this before one of my absolute favorite moments in the history of baseball is there was a fight between uh the dodgers and the padres this is in san diego okay this is back. Uh, Donnie Baseball was managing managing the Dodgers still. Oh. Josh Beckett was a Dodger. Yeah. yeah. And Matt Kemp was a Dodger because as Matt Kemp is yelling at the Padres, they're, they've kind of separated everything, but he's yelling at the Padres dugout. And Vin Scully says, that's fertilizer. Matt Kemp over and over says, that is fertilizer. <laughs> <laughs> so good because you know what he means you know oh, what he's man. saying but he keeps it with well within well within the carlin rules for the broadcast uh and it's it's amazing just i love the way he kept saying that's fertilizer matt kemp says that's fertilizer that's incredible In that's fertilizer vince scully voice where he could be reading the phone book yeah and it would win. still be interesting that's amazing. So my number two was um, not written by Vin Scully, actually. It wasn't a Vin Scully solo moment. And this is what I think gives rise to it because, like, somebody – he did a great job telling stories all by himself. He didn't need help. But right. those moments where he had help, where there was another writer helping him, are magical. And in you can say what you want about the film, but in For Love of the Game, he's the announcer the whole time. And that last, um, that that last inning that Billy Chapel, Kevin Costner's character, comes to the plate 
is really well scripted. It re it's just, it reads perfectly. And what they did, one of the things I love about Vin Scully is that there were moments where he didn't talk when he let the situation play out. He let the moment hang in the air. Like when Hank Aaron hit seven fifteen, he just didn't say anything. And he yeah. just let the, the ambient noise in the crowd and the moment just be its own moment. He let it breathe, as we say in journalism, right? He let the moment right. breathe. Yeah, and that's, so they, that's something Al Michaels says, too. He says, you got to know when to shut up. Yeah. The good ones yeah, know when did. to shut up. And they wrote that into his dialogue in as the announcer in For Love of the Game, those moments where he just let it breathe. It was awesome. So I, I, that's cool. Anyway, say what you want about the movie, but that's... I love it. <laughs> so before we move on from it. Vin Scully, one of my favorite baseball artists is releasing uh, or has released, I should say, in honor of Vin Scully, this uh, a print of this sketch right here. This is to honor Vin Scully. His Brian D. Oaks is the artist's name, and we'll tag him in it. I'm going to throw it in the comments right now, a link where you can pick this up. It's $65. And the reason I'm pushing this, the only reason I'm pushing this, well, there are two. I love Brian's work. He's fantastic. But every single one of the dollars that he makes off these prints are going to go toward his charitable donation design work he does for Make-A-Wish Foundation for the kids, Make-A-Wish Kids. And when I saw that, I thought, you know what? This is an appropriate way for us to do baseball together the way we like. And so there you, go. There you have it. Thanks to Brian. And if you want one, I just threw the link up in the chat. All right. Perfect. Before we move on, don't forget that inflation has everything going up. Gas, fortunately, is going down. But you know what's holding steady, Brig? Patreon. My bougie coffee. Oh, and yeah. Briggs bougie <laughs> coffee. <laughs> you can support the podcast by jumping on Patreon and choosing one of our three tiers for our patrons or our rooters. There's $5, $10, $15 a month. You can get a hat or a T-shirt or whatever, depending on the tier that you choose to support the podcast with and you can also get the bullpen cut of every episode of the podcast that is there just for you to watch that's uncut unedited everything it's a ton of fun all right Facts. uh don't so don't forget to jump on patreon for that now this week we had some major things going on um some more major things with the trade deadline holy yeah. smokes um man that was like it was crazy. Like we recorded Wednesday or Monday night, like we always yeah, do, right? For the Tuesday drop of the episode of uh, of the big show, the baseball together podcast, and uh, and then it was kind of like, well, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot going on. It seems like everybody's kind of pushed it to the limit here. I didn't think Juan Soto was going to go anywhere because it was so late in the game. However, the next morning, I'm sitting here working, working it like oh, it was wow. like early, and all of a sudden, I see that Juan Soto to the Padres. And Josh Bell. And Josh Bell. <laughs> what? Like, you don't need help. <laughs> I know. I know. But the funny <laughs> thing about that, though, Brig, was all of the memes attached to Eric Hosmer not waiving his no trade clause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like, uh, I'm not going to Washington. Thank you. And uh, I don't blame him. No. I don't blame him. No, I don't either. Why would you? So but instead... Then, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, he does story. end up going to Boston because he doesn't. He's like, he waves his clause right. for that. So then the Nats are like, "Well, we need somebody." And they're like, "Ah, Luke Voigt, you're going to Washington." And your our buddy Mike Farns posed a terrific and valid question or valid point. He said, 
what was it he said is is luke voigt mad at eric hosmer is that what he said <laughs> yeah he did he said like if He's you were be. luke voigt would you be upset at eric hosmer say i yeah. would be i'd also oh, get yeah. a better representation What? <laughs> <laughs> well, Luke Boyd is still on his. He's still pre-arbitration and all that, so he he yeah. he can't. He doesn't have a no trade clause, but I I guarantee you that's going to be something he's asking for when the time comes. Oh yeah, these are big boy lessons. It's <laughs> yeah. really good. So <laughs> poor guy, he goes yeah. from goes from one now a World Series legitimate World Series contender to the worst team in baseball. Yeah, over in like a blink. Yeah. That was not part of the deal, then all of a sudden he is. So there's that. But there were more deals. Brig, your favorite guy, Joey Gallo. Joey! Bye, Joey! (laughs) Thanks, Joey. He got sent from the Yankees to the Dodgers. Um, I think that's an interesting move for the Dodgers. I don't know what they're doing, why they're doing that, because now they have two outfielders who can't hit. I'm confused. Yeah. Because so very you don't, confusing. it's not math. You two two negatives don't make a positive here, right? Sorry. Yeah. So what yeah. is Belly doing? Nothing. Yeah, I don't know. And, and who knows? Maybe it's an equilibrium thing for Joey Gallo, and he needs the beard to hit. Maybe it's a real thing, Brick. It's a real thing, uh, bro. I I hear that. I'm here for that all day. <laughs> <laughs> and then right-handed pitcher David Robertson got traded to the Phillies from the Cubs. David uh, Robertson's a national treasure. And Tyler, is it Mall or Maley? I can never remember. Correct. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Was traded from the Reds to the Twins for three prospects. The Twins, man, they're, Bro. I think they're, they're really, they're going to be trouble for the rest of the Central, but I don't know how much yeah. trouble they're going to be in the playoffs. No, no, no. They're going to piss off somebody and then they'll leave. That's it. That's what they, that's what I say. That's what they do. Yeah. I'm not even sad. That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> and then the uh, the Padres also got Brandon Drury from yeah. the Reds. And don't forget the Padres got Josh Hader from the Brewers. That's baffling. Continues to be baffling to me. I don't know. I know he struggles here and there, but at the same time, <laughs> I don't he's, get it. he's still top five closer in the game. Michael Fulmer, was a, he's a right-handed pitcher. Uh, he won the 2016 AL Rookie of the Year and made the 2017 AL uh, AL All-Star team as a starter, and now he's a 29-year-old impending free agent. And uh, where did he go, Brig? I lost my notes on that. Who, Michael Fulmer? Yeah, lost my notes. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I was too. I was too worried about Luis Castillo going to Seattle. Honestly. Oh, and he pitched yesterday. I know. And it was amazing. Bothersome. It was bothersome. It was bothersome for all Yankees. Yeah. But you know what else is even more bothersome? Garrett Cole uh, and the day fact games. that Garrett Cole gave up three home runs in the first inning. I am upset, and I know I brought this on myself, but that is my dark spot right now. <laughs> and you touched it, Brad. I apologize. Only no, a little you bit. Don't though. you just love it? <laughs> <laughs> So Fulmer went to the he went to the Twins from Detroit to, to the Twins. That's a huge step up for anybody at this big point. time. Yeah, it's okay. funny. So actually, so they didn't. So I pulled all this stuff off of MLB.com and they didn't actually put that. That was the information they put in. Right, the you trade. just copy and pasted it over. Yeah, or whatever. I did. And yeah. I was like, 
was like, oh, nice. I thought you'd just put those notes in there for me. But then it turns out that MLB.com threw a little curveball at me after I skimmed the notes. It's a I made. Pass. wild pitch. <laughs> wild pitch. It MLB. was a wild pitch. Okay. Now, Brig, after the trade deadline has every all the fallout, everything has gone down. Do you have you made any changes in your World Series picks? Like, who, do you have a new favorite? Oh, it's really hard for me not to love Houston as a favorite right now. It is hard. I hate that. So do I. If I was betting. I would bet on Houston. If I had my druthers, I would say that Joey Gallo leaving New York and some of these new pitchers that come in, we work some rust off and they're back in full oiled up, you know, motion, whatever the words I'm looking for are. But we don't, that remains to be seen. I'm I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying it remains to be seen. Right. Yeah, I get that. Um, I honestly think that when Tatis gets back, I think that the Padres are going to be the team to beat in the National League. Bro. I don't feel like the Dodgers got any better at the trade I don't deadline. Think they did either. But the Padres sure as heck did. Yeah. They've shown it the last couple days. They are looking like world beaters right now. And I know it's but only then, a couple days. But, but then the Mets got DeGrom back. And, and they still lost. Was, yeah, but he didn't lose. The, he was... His official ERA after that one starts 1.80. Right. But the fact that the Mets continue to lose while he's pitching, despite him pitching, is yeah. a problem. That they, it is a problem. Yeah. Like, that's that's the Mets of the last three or four years. I know. And we thought that they were over that, and it turns out they might not be. And the Braves could very well win the AL East. They could. So, that, yeah, they that's could. a big deal. The Mets and, might end up metting the bed. Oh, stop it. And the <laughs> let's be honest, the Padres are better than the Braves right now. After the trade. After the trade. It could be. I think we I think so. We'll see. But they yeah. they look stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, it. they do. Yep. Yep. Oh boy. So oh boy. We talked about the big show every Tuesday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Uh this week we did our emoji tiers. That's our version of power rankings, and it's so much fun. We love doing it every it's single fun. month. I wish we could do it every week, but we still have time for that. But anyway, okay, um, let's talk about this real quick before we get into games. Like, we just saw this right as we were getting ready to come on. The Angels hit seven solo home runs tonight. Oh and my lost word! Lost eight <laughs> to seven to the Oakland A's. Otani hit two of those home runs. It's insane. It is, and you look at this big picture, and this is such an astronomical collapse, and it's only it's continuing to get worse. They've yeah. they're only up. Four games after this loss, they've only got four games on the A's for last place in the American League West. Do you remember where they were at one point this season, Brig? They were heads and shoulders above everybody else. They were in first place. They spent 22 days, 23 of all days, 22 game days in first place. They were up as many as two and a half, um, but they've fallen so far behind that at one point they were 23 and a half back behind the Astros. And the Astros, the only reason they wow. uh, they that the Angels have gained any ground is because the Astros can't seem to beat bad teams right now. They walk all over the Mariners for seven games, but then they can't beat the Red Sox or the A's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's so weird. It's so weird. Uh, I don't know. 
and the Red Sox just keep losing. Yes, <laughs> that's crazy. And then they lost another Christian astronomical Vasquez. collapse. Yeah, yeah, they traded their catcher no uh, to Houston for whatever to, reason when they flew into Houston, and they didn't tell him until the dude was like dressing and warming up for the game. <laughs> I know. It's like he so was weird. about to take BP. And then he went to uh, Alex Cora, I heard later, and he went to Alex Cora, and he was like, dude, can I take BP from you one more time? Cora was like, yeah, dude, you're in the family. Nice. That's cool. So that was a classy move. That is a classy move. I like that. Much as I rag on the... Well, and then he he did tell... He did... He called out one of the Red Sox pitchers. He, like, was yelling at Alex Cora, saying that the Red Sox pitcher was injured. He could tell that he was injured. Yeah. And that's what you say. That's... Talk about a catcher managing a pitching staff. Yeah, yeah. From the other dugout, though, he's still managing right. the pitching staff. That's crazy. How do you do? You can't just turn it off in one day. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy, though. All right, let's get into our games of the weekend. Brig, you want to start right. us off with uh, Apple TV games on Friday night? Yes, sir. Friday night Apple TV games are uh, very exciting because you get to watch the Nats. <laughs> They're going to play the Phillies. <laughs> the Phillies are much better than they were going to be, um, but much worse than they should have be. That's a thing we say now. Anyway, the Nats, um, they're the worst in Major League Baseball. Phillies could, this could, this is a chance for them to gain up some ground for the wild card race because mm-hmm. they're playing the worst team in baseball. Uh, that, so that's why this one will be interesting to watch this series because we get to see, are they going to show up for this or are they going to, lose any games to the Nats. Right. If they lose any games to the Nats, then that will be astonishing. So I know I think it'll be a problem too. It's like you have, you have to take those chances whenever you whenever you can, especially with the Braves and the Mets where they are. Yep. Yeah. So that'll be uh Friday night Apple TV. The other game you can watch is the Reds at the Brewers. Not nearly as exciting uh, because the Brewers are so good. Not right but now anyway, they're not though. Well, that's true. They're five and five and lost four in a row. Yeah, that's what that's it is. Their last end. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So, that's crazy. I don't know. Maybe it's the hater move. Could be. I don't know. Hey, do it's you think? Weird. Do you think as he like walked, how many guys do you think when he walked out of the clubhouse, they said later, hater? <laughs> <laughs> I hope the number is way higher than it probably I, was. I hope so too, but I doubt it. <laughs> anyway, the Reds are six and four in their last ten as well, and there should there's no reason for the Brewers to lose to the Reds. Same as this other situation with the Nats and the Phillies. But anyway, that's at eight p.m. Eastern on Apple TV. The other one's at seven p.m. Eastern. So, Brad, tell us about Saturday. Saturday, we have the Marlins at the Cubs. The Marlins are 48 and 57. The Cubs are 41 and 61. This game starts at 2 p.m. Eastern on FS1. Um, honestly, I don't know. Like, I might watch this game. I've been really entertained by the Marlins this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I, I don't I probably won't watch it in the afternoon. Is Alcantara going to pitch? I don't think so. Oh, then I don't care. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I mean, we could we could go into the last ten, but again, I don't think anybody cares. So we won't talk about no, that one. Let's sorry. go to Fox. This is uh, your seven p.m. Eastern game. Check your local listings to see which of these two games you get. You're either going to get the Reds at the Brewers or the Yankees at the Cardinals. Now, this one to me is really interesting. Indeed. Cardinals are a good team. Cardinals yeah. are a good team. The Yankees sure. are struggling right now. Are they going to be able to sort things out? Like you said, shake off some rust from those guys that they acquired and get things running like a well-oiled machine? I don't know. I like that they're playing at Bush because it's it's different atmosphere. There's a different environment. Maybe it'll take, a lot of, it'll take the pressure off, though. There's not that like, oh, we're in New York. You know, the fans are not as aggressive. They're not as – I mean, the fans are great in st louis but they're great <laughs> they're fun to be around is it friendly you know it's awesome it's one of my favorite baseball experiences i've ever had and uh yeah anyway so i i wonder if that will be an opportunity for them to kind of check their cohesion um they're five and five in their last 10 new york is cards are six and four so i don't know we'll see we'll see yeah. what happens they could split the series and i'd be happy about it my, yeah, with the way things are going, yeah, I'd take a split yeah. too if I was a Yankee fan. Faux for sure. Yeah. Okay, let's go into Sunday. Wake up in baseball. This is noon Eastern on Peacock. The Astros at the Guardians. It's like I said, the Astros can't seem to beat anybody who's like below average. And no. the card and the Guardians might very well just be considered average, right? They're right they're, in the middle. Yeah, they're fifty and 50, 54 and fifty. The Astros are 68 and 38. They have no reason to be losing these games, being swept by the A's, and then losing two out of three to the Red Sox. Like, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Absolutely fine with it. Me, I'll take them me too. all the time, but it, it blows my mind. Um, but you know, it, this has nothing to do with they're watching a lot of tape and their scouting reports are working out right. No, this is the Houston Astros phoning it in. That's the only reason they're putting up B squad. They're getting guys reps. There, somebody needs a day off. That's why they're losing these games. Maybe I don't know, like, because this is this is one thing is that they have a weird, like a weird beef with the Mariners, right? Yeah. Like I don't know what it is, um, and it and it goes it goes both ways. Like I understand that like, the Mariners are upset because of the whole sign stealing thing, and nobody was in that clubhouse. Nobody who's there was in that clubhouse when Felix Hernandez got robbed of another Cy Young because they right. were stealing signs, right? Like yeah. that. I don't think it has anything to do with it, but I do think there is some salt for the whole science stealing thing. And then, but then Altuve you got is still there. Al, Altuve is still there, right? No, I'm talking about the Bregman. Mariners as, as far oh, as the like, Mariners. Oh, as I'm far sorry. as salt from that. But like the the thing is though is like uh, over the weekend, Julio Rodriguez got hit in the hand. Okay, he hurt, he hurt he hurt his hand or hurt his wrist. He swung at an inside pitch and it hit him. And then yeah. the next day. George Kirby goes out there and he loses a curveball on the, on his first pitch and hits Altuve in the shoulder. And then the Astros broadcasters are going off on this whole thing. Like this goes from the top. This is dirty play. It's like, no dude, he's a rookie. Anybody else that would have hit in the ribs because yeah. Altuve hit him in the shoulder, yeah. you know, like, yeah, he lost a curveball. And then the very next pitch goes up and in on, I think it was Guriel goes up mm. and in on him. It's the exact same thing. Lost a curveball. It's like, dude, he's not thrown at these guys. If he's thrown at him, he'd hit him. And, and it wouldn't have been, dog in the fight anyway. It wouldn't have been 80 miles an hour. Right. You know, like, and, and they're saying like, oh, just because we hit Julio the day before he even swung. It's like, dude, no, you're making stuff up. And I feel like the Astros do that. They make stuff up, especially in division against the Mariners, because the, the Mariners are nipping at their heels. 
and they can't handle that. Most of the league probably can't handle that, in fact. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> because it kind of been a doormat for a while. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right. No, it's it's just interesting that the Mariners come to town, they turn things on, and then they can go back to losing. It's weird. It's a weird thing. So anyway. So the whole dynamic is odd. Yeah, it's very odd. Um, Brig, why don't you tell us about Sunday night baseball on ESPN? This is a big one. Sunday night baseball. The Padres will be at the Dodgers, and this is gonna be awesome. Padres are 61 and 46, Dodgers 71 and 33. The uh, situation has intensified, as we discussed earlier, based on the trade deadline and the moves that were made. So it'll be interesting to see if Joey Gallo's facial hair makes that big a difference and if Luke Voigt's presence is no longer necessary, necessarily a problem, whatever. <laughs> you want to call it what you want. I like Luke Voigt a lot. I don't have anything against him. But right, right now, the Dodgers have the best record in baseball. These, the Yankees are on the struggle bus. And they're not the best team right now. Sucks. Um, both the Dodgers and the Padres are seven and three in their last ten. Padres have won five in a row. Dodgers won four in a row. I think for me, this is the series to pay attention to this whole weekend. Like if you're going to watch any baseball and you can't watch anything else, this is the one to pay attention to. I agree. Yep, this is the one I'll be watching really closely this this weekend. The Mariners have four against the Angels, and I'll be watching. I'll be like. I, I might have that on my phone while I watch this game on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. It, and this, this is, this is awesome too for fantasy because everybody's fantasy teams are going to be on the field during these games. <laughs> like, <laughs> true. you know what I mean? Like pretty much everybody in their dog. <laughs> That's pretty much what's going on. Like you talked last year about how Brian Cashman is just collecting baseball cards. Right. Yep. <laughs> it's yes. like what these two teams have done too. It's like, we're going to just get the best players put together a fantasy baseball team and we'll put it down on the field and see what happens. We've yeah, got that's exactly right. We've got Dave Roberts and we got Bob Melvin, two of the best managers in the game, but managing egos. Right. And we're going right. to see how it goes. Roll those dice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So this, this series is in Chavez ravine. So that, yeah, that plays a role. It just does. It is. It's going to be rocking and rolling. It's going to be one of those things yeah. where, uh, I remember, watching a game watching a dodger game a couple years ago and it, the place was loud the cameras were shaking i thought yeah. maybe they were having an earthquake but it was just that loud and it's going to be one of those atmospheres again totally it totally will be yep which is fun i wonder how many paper airplanes we'll see i don't know that's still a thing in la right in i think LA. so i was gonna i was gonna say if we if we had a a valid way to count maybe we could put an over under under on it but <laughs> for another pie in the face <laughs> another pie in the face yeah if you... <laughs> so if you watch the home run derby with today. us uh brig lost our our home run derby fantasy and so he he got a pie in the face today that is on tiktok and youtube as well you can go you can go watch that there but uh, so don't forget actually to subscribe on YouTube, follow us on TikTok. You can also follow us on Instagram and right. you can follow us on the Twitter machine. Not super active on Twitter just because I spend so much time everywhere else. But anyway, yeah, you follow us everywhere. Join the baseball together group, the nine plus as VIPs. We uh, we post all, all kinds of stuff there, all kinds of fun conversation and periodically drop some discounts for everyone there as well. Uh, Brig, tell them about the shop real quick. Speaking of discounts, Dia del Mago, August 15th, is our next baseball holiday that we celebrate. 
and uh, I explained why on the show uh, that, that came out this Tuesday. So if you want to check that out, you can get the full explanation. But um, discount codes will be coming out August 15th for certain items on the shop. That's at 9plusus.com, N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com, 9plusus.com. We have tank tops, as you can see. And we got tees. Brad's wearing his tee. Hats, sweatshirts, et cetera, et cetera. And we'd love to see you there. For real. For sure. For sure. And don't forget to jump in the mailbag. You can send us an email. You can send questions, comments, concerns, snide remarks. We love those so much. And uh, we will give you a shout out on the show if you have something valid to say to us. Uh, that is on baseballtogether.com in the navigation. There's a link there. You can also hit the link down in the in the show notes of every single episode uh, on Everyone. audio and also on YouTube. But baseball family, thank you so much for joining us this evening for our Thursday Night Live. And we will catch you next week. Thank <laughs> you.